Welcome back to another episode of All Over the Place with Lane Fable. I'm your host, Lane Fable, and season four is quickly turning into like, repeating. It's going to be our whole family. Oh, I will draw a crowd, though. I should. <laughs> well, I should say. I don't give many interviews, Lane. So since the last time you've been on, it's gotten messier. I don't even have an intro for you anymore, but I figure your name pretty much precedes you at this point. Now that you are no longer officially on the Board of Ed, right? Uh, no, no, not until June 5th. June? The morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> not until like, January 5th we have the, six more months the morning of January 5th it's officially O-V-E-R okay and then you can am I allowed to say what you're doing oh yeah it's the Kathy Fable show yeah my mom's starting a podcast to delve into everything that is the local politics everything that is corrupt in local politics well let's not say that it's just going to be a translation of what's going on through the lens of Kathy Fable. And being that I've been involved for over 10 years, mm -hmm. I have a lot of institutional knowledge to share. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's exciting because, I mean, you know, I love podcasts. I think the one thing I will say that has nothing to do with the topic, everyone says that they love your voice. They love your voice so much. That's great. So it'll I be... I think it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds different to you than to other people. I've heard a lot of comments about my voice. Good or bad? Good. Everybody always wants me to do a voiceover. Mm -hmm. Everybody always wants me to do something. I do a lot of scratch tracks for the voiceovers that we do. And they're like, well, wait a second. Let's keep that talent. And I'm like, mm, no. No. I could see you reading audiobooks. I I would put you guys to sleep all the time when you were little. <laughs> I'd read out loud and you'd be like... <laughs> well, if you guys haven't gathered, I mean, I know I said it's my mom, but... We have Kathy Fable on the podcast again. I want to do a little recap also, uh, just because of the holidays. We're all home. I'm trying to get all the Fables back on while we're all in one house. It'll be interesting. Well, with all these flights being canceled, we're kind of stuck home. Yeah, unfortunately. Although, we can drive. Or fly private. <laughs> you can fly private. I didn't want to talk about COVID, but I kind of brought that up. How's life? Yeah. Life's good, you know? I think that... Most people I know that are triple vaccinated have had breakthrough cases, so that's wonderful. <laughs> um, you know, the promise by Fauci that we'd all be safe and back to life never came true. Yeah. So, so much for Christmas wishes. I don't even want to get started with that, but honestly, it's, it's just comical at this point. Do you really want to talk about politics? I don't think so. Maybe not. I just wanted to allude that you're starting your own podcast and it's going to be pretty localized, but... Well, the thing that's really interesting is... You know, during COVID, they allowed board members and the public to attend by Zoom. Then COVID started to wane a little bit, and they allowed board members to attend by Zoom, but they wouldn't provide a link to the public. You had to come in person. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they made people wear masks again. But I kept saying to them, why aren't we making, you know, these meetings publicly accessible? And... One of my fellow board members told me that, well, you know, if these people are really committed to getting information, they should be forced to show up. They should sit here for three or four hours. And I'm like, well, that's not really welcoming. Which I think is so backwards because the thing that COVID did teach us is one, you can work remotely if you need to. And two, things should be readily available like a board meeting over Zoom because it's possible and it's much easier. You don't have to get a babysitter if you have to show up in person. You can just have it playing and you can have that information that you have the right to because it's your taxpayer dollars. The best thing that will come out of this is not only will everyone have access to the meetings, 
but they're going to get my interpretation. Well, yeah. they're going to get <laughs> they're going to get information. You know, so people are voting on things and you hear little tidbits of information. You have no idea what anyone's talking about. I'll be able to translate all that. Which is I think another thing that you taught me, it's really politics start at a local level. So if you don't get involved in where, you know, you're living, your schools are, your taxpayer dollars are going directly to it, you're not really going to make a change unless you're, you know, starting from the bottom up. What's even more important than that? A lot of this is the foundation for young children and it kind of guides them to their future, their future career, mm-hmm. you know, defining their ambitions, kind of going for it. And if they miss that opportunity because their parents are too busy or they're not paying attention or they're getting information that parents don't want them to have, which is what's going on right now, I think that's really important. And, you know, I think in being involved for 10 years there's a true lack of transparency that's bothersome and I'm looking to change that I'm looking to share my information with people there are many more people involved of course I got the blame for that had nothing to do with it but there are many more people involved and that was you know an unintended consequence of COVID Um, you know parents got to see what their kids were learning on zoom yeah they were home and they had more time to kind of you know keep tabs and a lot of them were shocked and you know therefore there's a lot of people involved so hey you know it's it's information that's out there and i'm happy to share it it's funny because you are the constant scapegoat do you know what you're gonna name your podcast yet because i just feel like you should just name it scapegoat (laughs) how about escape with the goat (laughs) no i don't know i just it is really frustrating because there are a few things that that are positive that came out of this whole pandemic and it's funny because I said I didn't want to talk about COVID at all but here we are but there are things that kind of it's rewriting the way that we deal with time and information and how things should be done versus how they were being done well one of the things that I find truly amazing that has not been done and some of them are missed opportunities such as allowing people to attend via zoom Mm -hmm. even though there's no pandemic allowing kids to attend class via zoom if they have the flu I mean right now you can only attend virtually if you have COVID, which I don't get. Yeah. I don't get it. (laughs) These arbitrary rules really just send me. But I do think that, um, you know, the opportunity to see what's going on and the opportunity to to participate is something that um, is one of the good things that we learned from COVID. But I am shocked that we have some spectacular teachers that we don't just record them and play their lessons over and over. Like, why do they have to give the lesson every day, five days a week? Let's get it once great and then share it with kids that are watching virtually. Yeah, I mean, I see it both sides. I think that's a great tool and like it would be great to have as like a backup. But I do think there's something to be said because I will say any class that I feel like I've learned the most from a teacher or professor was when you kind of broke from curriculum and you also had the teacher relay their life experience stories kind of intertwined with the curriculum. And that's when you actually have things sink in and you have that like mental tie to them. She's like, wow, I remember I remember I had a uh, teacher, Mrs. Shapiro. She used to talk to me like I was an adult and I was like 17. And I will remember her for the rest of my life. Like she changed every way. Like it was English and that was never like my favorite course, but she was one of my favorite professors or well, teachers in high school because she spoke in a way that was, it wasn't just the curriculum. It was very much like, I want to know about your life. I'll tell you about my life, that human connection that can be missed over computers. But I do think it's, 
a tool that is a missed opportunity for kids that can't be there in those instances. And even kids who maybe aren't part of, I know our school district says that they're top whatever. Wouldn't you want to help other people if you're top of the top and you can, you know, have your teachers record things and share? A couple things there. I know. (laughs) Um, First of all, we have some amazing teachers. Um, There are some amazing teachers in life. There's teachers that I've had that I will never forget. Mm -hmm. I could start naming them, but why do that right now? Yeah. Um, There's some teachers that you had and your brothers had that were fabulous that, you know, will just go down in history as being excellent educators. Mm -hmm. But the illusion that our school district is the best of the best is an illusion because I do think we're good, but the standards are low. I mean, I do think we have a lot of fake it until you make it stuff, such as the one-to-one technology um, and teachers being able to guide your lessons versus your classmates' lessons because you're ahead or they're behind. That's an illusion. Um, and, And that bothers me because I do think that, you know, we have some golden opportunities, such as we've been talking about having kids take coding as a second language Mm -hmm. for 10 years. Well, I was was just going to say, I've been out of obviously high school for almost 10 years now. And I can only speak to what it was like when I was there. So I would hope that there would be a few leaps and bounds of things that are done better or, you know, more readily available like coding or other courses that probably could have propelled anybody in what they'd like to do. But it wasn't like that when I was there. So well, I think they've upped their game quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I'd like to say that um, my involvement, as well as some really amazing um, leadership board members like John Scatino and Lou Delisio, who really had a vision, such as the AP classes. Everyone loves to take credit for that. Mm-hmm. But it was John Scatino's vision to allow other students to get AP classes, mm-hmm. you know, access to advanced placement classes, which really gives you a leg up when applying to colleges. So it was, you know, some visionary leaders that we had that changed the trajectory in the past 10 years. So kudos to them. But, you know, I think that there's a lot more that can be done. And I think parents need to demand, um, we're paying top dollar. Parents need to demand that their students get heightened attention. You know, we always said the top 10% get a lot of attention, Mm -hmm. the bottom 10% get a lot of attention, the 80% in the middle, good luck. Mm -hmm. If the parents aren't there, they're getting nothing. So, you know, they're on their own. So I think that is something that can change. But, you know, listen, there's still a lot of work to be done. There's nothing that happens quickly. The good news is that me being off the board gives me a lot of leverage. And I've learned that over the past 10 years. You know, I'm not bound by, I'm, I'm allowed to tell the truth now mm-hmm. and the truth will come out. Doesn't make sense. Even if you're on a board, you should be able to share that regardless because your taxpayer dollars are still going into the school. Well, we have a little bit of a challenge because for the past 10 years we've had the same leadership and the board members are there nine board members to provide oversight well if you don't have information you can't provide oversight so the best thing for them to do is to keep you the information from the board members some board members care some board members don't care so you know it's critical that you have the ability to provide oversight by having the proper information at the time when it matters yeah Well, this has quickly turned to a Board of Education one, but I don't mind it because we haven't talked about it on here yet. No, but I think everybody owes their community and owes their children proper oversight. You know, they need to be involved, not day to day, every day, but you need to check in, you need to pay attention, or the ship can run awry. 
Yeah, it is amazing how many parents didn't really know what was going on in the school, kind of until COVID. Which uh, is, that's that's enlightening too, seeing how many parents really kind of are in their own world and, you know, do check in from time to time, but... Well, I think if parents unite and parents do pay attention, the outcomes can be great. Mm-hmm. You know, back to, you know, the drug use that was going on, that was a shocker for me and very upsetting. Um, and as more and more parents learned about what other kids were going through and other families were going through, there was a support group there. The same thing now when parents started to see what was going on with Zoom and, and looking over their kids' shoulders, they were reaching out to me and saying, how could this be going on? And to tell you the truth, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So, you know, now they've banded together. Um, there's a group called uh, Restore the Northern Valley Board. And they really are out to make change. They're really out to get transparency and kudos to them. I mean, it's their kids. It's their, they're funding this circus Mm -hmm. is what I always tell them. They're paying for it. They owe it to themselves to pay attention. That's always what blew my mind when I would go to those board meetings, which stressed me out amazingly. I don't know how you have the wherewithal to, you're, you're a different breed, but parents that just it's like your taxpayer dollars and they don't even care to kind of go or know what's going on well it's a matter of being busy and it's a matter of trust they they want to they want to trust yeah you'd like to trust that everything's you'd being, like to trust yeah. but you know what very often there's a lot of things you can trust and then there's a lot of things that you can and you know sometimes things fall off the path and go off in kind of weird directions and you got to bring them back and I think we're at the point now where we've got to bring them back agreed that's going to be on my show so tune in starting shortly after January 5th will be the first edition there'll be one a month maybe more um but you will get my personal insights um unedited by anybody else Mm mm-hmm well, I might help you edit, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> You're um, not cutting out anything I say, though. No, no. Well, I do know a lot of what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, I, I also missed a lot of what's going on because they refused to tell me about it, but that will come out as well. Which is the craziest. This is why, honestly, I feel like it's going to do so well because if it, it's not only interesting to people that are in the community, it's interesting on a national level because I bet you if this is happening here, it's happening in a lot of places and a lot of school districts. I'm kind of amazed and while I could have made more of a stink about not getting information and um, not being provided with some basic things it'll come out and Mm -hmm. it'll all come out in a way that you know publicly they're gonna have you know they had one person asking for information now they're gonna have 250 then 500 then a thousand people asking for information so that's what happens that's what happens when you lack transparency yeah it's easy to say no to one person or maybe five people and like push that off but as soon as you have hundreds of people that are like no we need to know what's going on like this is our taxpayer money and you're dealing with our children i feel like it'll be very insightful oh it's a movement it's it's not I always say you should write a book. <laughs> yeah, I may. I think podcasting is way better, but that's just me. The names may have to be changed to protect the innocent. We'll see. Do you think you'll ever write a memoir or like a book of any sorts cuz there are a multitude of topics like let's just say like au pairs and babysitters or starting your own company or having three psychotic children. I'm just kidding. We're not that bad, but have you ever thought about that? Because I know that you have stories and you have a way of telling stories that I find very captivating. Would you ever take the time to sit down and write it all out? I think after almost every episode that has gone on from 
the random drug testing days to the stuff that's going on now to, you know, being 27 years old and starting my own company to some of the things I've seen with some very famous people who I probably <laughs> can't name names and, and really tell what goes on. But yeah, I've thought about writing a book after almost every episode. I would love it. I mean, I've got some great Howard Stern stories. Mm-hmm. I've got some great <laughs> Derek Jeter stories. I've I've got a lot of really good stories. My Michael Phelps story. Can you we tell were... one of them? Pick one of the above. I gotta give I gotta give the listener something. All good. right. So <laughs> before Michael Phelps won his first gold medal in the Olympics, we were sent down. He was being sponsored by AT and T, and nobody wanted to go to Maryland to do a photo shoot. He was kind of unknown at the time, so. Me and my whole crew went down. Um, we did a couple of day photo shoot. We, uh, the young man ate a lot, I will tell you that. And he was a teenager at the time. Yeah. Um, really wonderful. And of course, being a former swimmer, I was amazed to see him swim. But probably one of the funniest moments, um, aside from seeing how much he eats while he works out, I think I'd puke in the pool, but he, he would eat a whole buffet of stuff. I mean, there's been stories written on, I've seen art, multiple articles on his diet. We were providing the food. Yeah, so. his training diet. So you saw yeah. it all. I saw it. I watched it day after day. <laughs> but probably the funniest thing, you know, Poppy, my dad, mm-hmm. always said that the reason I could swim so fast was because God gave me flippers. Well, Michael Phelps and I, and there's pictures of this, we did a side-by-side comparison of foot size. Mm-hmm. And while he wears a size men's 13, <laughs> my damn women's size 11 do pretty well next to his feet. Yeah. So, um, you know, we definitely have foot measurement, side-by-side comparisons, so some real funny stuff. But he was quite wonderful. He was, uh, of course, went on to fame and fortune right after our shoot. He went to the Olympics and did amazing things. Mm -hmm. But um, he was a really great kid. And I actually am so incredibly thrilled at every accomplishment he's ever achieved, including getting married and having adorable kids. So, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the people that you've run into and stuff, I feel like, see, that's what I should be asking you on this episode. I was thinking there would be nothing to talk about, but clearly I forget all the good stories you have. Well, a lot of the things I won't talk about mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I, I think good, bad, or indifferent, you know, a lot of my work is done under non-disclosure agreements. So the indiscretion while, is definitely yeah, and, necessary. And nobody wants to work with you if you're going to rat people out or... I, and that's one of the hardest things I have with this. I mean, this podcast is very like, you know, it's laissez-faire. Like it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's nothing crazy. But I have some friends that are like, Lane, you need to be completely unedited and share everything if you want people to like tune in and things. But in the back of my head, I'm like, wow, like my parents listen to this. And I don't want to like call people out and then have people be like, oh, I'm not telling you anything because you're going to blow up everyone's spot. So there's that fine line, and obviously it's much different in business as well, like at that caliber, but uh, I'm still trying to navigate, like, how much do you talk about? How much? Well, you you don't want to reveal secrets and, you know, some scenarios. But that's what's juicy. Like, that's what people would want to hear. And and you know what? One-on-one, I do tell people some funny (laughs) stories, but that doesn't mean I need them broadcast to the world. Come on, not all over the place. <laughs> okay, fine. Touche. But yeah, I'm still trying to decide which route really to take because I've been pretty, pretty kosher up until you hate that I curse on the podcast. Yeah, I don't think. Listen, 
<laughs> but once again, like you're saying, like it's one thing when you're not recording, it's another when you're putting it out there for you, everybody to hear. You do not need to memorialize F-bombs. I just, and listen, if you say them, that's okay, but you don't need to record them and put them out there forever. But for me, I'm like transparency, like we were talking about, why not? If, if you meet me in person and I'm dropping an F-bomb sometimes when I'm sipping on a little something, then I'm gonna probably throw it in my podcast and leave it too okay well <laughs> as i said i went to the apple store and i'm waiting and waiting and there was a long line and everybody was masked up so i walked over to an ipad and i typed in lane fable and i figured i'd watch your latest you just dropped a youtube video yeah. and i figured i'll watch it and instead of being able to watch it for the 25 minutes i stood there i would have seen the whole damn thing up came a little pop-up box that said we do not play content with explicit language so I didn't get to watch your damn oh, YouTube. No, it wasn't YouTube. YouTube, you're allowed. That was a podcast. That was the latest podcast. Whatever it was, they wouldn't let me watch anything of yours. So <laughs> no, there. that was just listening. But yeah, because no, I tagged. No, no, it was YouTube. No, you sent me the picture. I remember it was Evan's. It was everything. Not on YouTube. Everything, My YouTube is not explicit. Everything I pulled up in the Apple store, they wouldn't play you. They I don't banned. know. If you were playing our Texas vlog, that would have been fine. I didn't get to watch anything. Bummer. We love that ad revenue. <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest secret. My mom will anytime she's in an Apple store or anywhere that has like a display, if she's waiting for a salesperson, will number one fan turn on my YouTube videos or like podcasts and let them play on every device. <laughs> I love it. I love and it none so of them much. were playing. It was crazy. But it like so I guess what you're telling me is there's certain sectors where transparency is 100% necessary and other ones where maybe you should be a little listen, I've had my moments. I definitely can have a potty mouth. I didn't do it for 25 years while you guys were little. I was stunned when I finally made it to like high school, college, and I found out how much you actually cursed. Well, because you know, you in business, would. in advertising in particular, people have disgusting mouths. I think in a lot of business. Mm, no, I think in, in advertising marketing, it's just the Wild West a little bit. But... I would come home and not do that ever. Which is incredible that you can do that because I had such a hard time. We were just in Texas visiting Kate's cousin and he's five years old. And I like blurred out, I think I was like something like shit or something. And I was like, oh my God, sorry. But they're really interested. They're like, no, we curse around him. He just knows he's not allowed to say it. We don't want to pretend like these words don't exist. And we don't want him going out and going to school and saying it, thinking it's like taboo and cool because that's what happened because we never curse at home we'd go to school and be like shit you know like we'd say things at school and think it was really cool in sixth grade to like tell our friends the curse words we know that's so not cool but it, no, but it's so funny because i remember i'll never forget this i came back from college one weekend and we're sitting having dinner at our dinner table we still do family dinners and we always have which is a family tradition i love but we're sitting there and all of a sudden i let like like a curse word out and everyone got quiet and you guys just looked at me and I was like what like I'm 18 and I live like I'm like wait what like we're still gonna pretend like you guys don't all curse and then it kind of changed after that but no you guys did a great job of turning it off I mean dad doesn't really curse all that much never Unless I, he, like, I stubs his never. Toe. yeah no when I was working with you guys I learned that if he's really upset he'll curse but yeah he doesn't get really upset either I mean, you no, really have to push him. Yeah, he's got that that good patience. I'm trying to. But when he's mad, you run. It's not a good you thing. You run away. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's it's interesting because that's something I'm trying to deal with. Um, and when you said transparency, it made me think of what Kate said because she's like, you should talk about anything unfiltered on your podcast. 
I I think that's fine. I just think that in my life, I have to be careful because yeah. there are certain things that I can't make public. And I also don't want to go down as having a potty mouth. Well, and I'm trying to navigate that now too because I was always so open with putting everything online. Well, not everything. Like, let's be real. There was still a filter. I shared everything very truthfully but what i didn't share was still my part of my life i like held you can sneeze oh no i was yawning oh. i want to yawn in the microphone <laughs> sorry but now that i'm single i think i have a different lens of it because i'm like wait anybody i meet can go through and see this encyclopedia of my life for the last however many years and hear all these things that i used to like say very because i was so comfortable i was like i don't care what anyone thinks of me but now I'm like, oh my God, everyone everyone can just type in my name and figure out way too much about me. So yeah, I either need um, to run with that and just go full force and be like, screw it, whatever. Or I'm trying to figure out what level of transparency well, is a good I level. I think you need to really <laughs> decide which chapters or which subject matters are an open book and not everything. Uh, I, just, I think you're right. Yeah, I just don't think everything out there is a good thing. Yeah. It, I mean, it really, and it, that's what it is. It depends which direction, like which path I really would want to take with this podcast. Because it was supposed to be a traveling podcast where I packed up my microphones and when I went to a new country, I asked strangers to come on. And soon. Hopefully. Soon, grasshopper. Soon. Hopefully. I mean, I do. Maybe I'll just go to all 50 states and ask strangers to hop on. Yeah, there's a there's 30 states you haven't been to yet. Have you been to Alaska yet? No. Okay, so I was talking to Kate's cousin and they did a whole fishing trip where they would like fish off the side of the boat and like cook and have the salmon and paddleboard with whales. And I was just like, wait, Alaska seems like a different country to me. We were supposed to go to Alaska on a cruise with the Frantis mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. in the summer. And all of you, no matter what vacation I ever planned, you all complained. But Which all is of, so weird. All of you were like, I don't want to go to a cold place in the or, middle of the summer. And or we like, were like, I'm going to hang out with my friends. And I'm not friends with like half the people anymore. <laughs> and then grandma was going to go with us. And she's like, I've been there already. I've been there, done that. I'm not going. No so way. Suddenly, yeah, just like I wanted to go to Hawaii again. And you guys were Are like, you nah. no, no, no. Never lump me in that. I'm going well, you're to, always willing to go. I'm going to Hawaii alone in February, probably. Shane, we've got a shackle and drag Drag him, us. and then he has a great time. I know. And then he's always like, oh, my God, I can't believe I wasn't going to go. The, the last trip I ever did that, I remember, was Portland. And I remember being like, Mom, I don't want to go, blah, blah, blah. And then ever since then, I fell in love with travel. But I vividly remember that. And then we had the best time. It was amazing <laughs> to go to the Timberline. I mean, that whole yes. entire trip was amazing. Thank you, Mary. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Mary. But... I and Kyle and Mark yes. but I will say that that was so well planned and we would have never seen so many amazing things mm -hmm. had we not had through the eyes of a local in Portland yeah yeah I definitely want to go back to Mount Hood and I want to snowboard in my bathing suit like we saw those people doing I think that would that just be so funny I've I'm not snowboarding I've skied in my bathing suit and got and, a tan yeah it's like the two best things at the same yeah. time in a leopard bathing suit no, <laughs> love no it well, I think that, you know, I, I'm going to figure out a way to start traveling um, soon. We haven't gone on like a mother-daughter trip. So if we did that, where would you want to go? Well, the last one was Chicago. That was fun. That was so great. Um, I don't know. I want to go someplace I haven't been yet. I really want to go to New Mexico for some weird reason. I've never been to New Mexico. That would be cool. And I've heard like there's like a, a pretty decent art scene. I'm very interested in that. 
but I do have a goal of being to all like visiting all 50 states see the problem is I want to visit every state so it's like a toss-up so I'm not sure I want to go to Wyoming in the winter Mm -mm. My, my ski days I love skiing but yeah. I think mm, my skiing might be over it's just a little too dangerous for me you also said you won't go horseback riding but I want to go to I've a ranch never been a fan of horseback riding I want a Yellowstone vacation a Yellowstone style vacation you guys can all ride around a ranch You'll be in the I'll lodge. take pictures <laughs> no 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 I'll have my zoom lens I'll get the best pictures I'm not getting on a horse mm -mm. tell us that tell us the story why why would you not get on a horse I mean, horses don't get along, really. Um, horses know that I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. And while I've gone horseback riding a number of times. You have a dad. Yeah. I get on the one horse who decides, well, I'm going to get rid of this bitch. <laughs> and literally will go, you know, diving through the thicket. And I just on a couple of times had to lie backwards and just hang on for dear life. Through the you know, thicket. Wow, you're really quoting Tyler Childers. I love it. No, no, no. Literally. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm talking about it was going through like tangled weeds yeah. and thorns and literally trying to get me off. Like, you know, everybody's going down a trail. There's 12 horses following each other. Very mellow. We all kind of <laughs> stop. And my horse decides it's going to make a sharp left and shake the bitch off. <laughs> but I have very strong legs, so I was not going anyplace. And then the I cowboy came and got the horse and beat the crap out of it. And then the horse complied the rest of the trip. But I like, I don't do that. Like, I don't need to be on a horse. Yeah, I, I just, like the, I like the, uh, I wouldn't say danger. It's really, you just had I mean, horse, horses are beautiful. I think they're wonderful to watch. I don't need them for transportation. <laughs> so well, there's no reason. <laughs> N-O. Fine. Next. Well, I would love to. We will not be story. having a mother-daughter dude ranch trip. <laughs> not happening. My goal is Red Cliffs Lodge in Utah. Or actually, maybe, nah. Now I have a different goal because I've been there, but... See, my thing is, I don't mind, <laughs> I don't mind adventures, but like, I don't like lazy mazy, you know, we're going to go away for five days and watch weeds grow. That's not my thing. Well, no. Wait, what? So you I, like adventures? I like adventures. Yeah. I, But just not horseback riding. Horseback riding <laughs> is not my kind of adventure. So I was going to say, that's not like lazy. If you're going. I'm not, I'm not jumping out of a plane. Yeah. It's not happening. It's a lot of fun. Are you sure you won't I'm reconsider? I'm sure it is. I'm sh I, again, I'll take pictures. <laughs> No camping. I was a Girl Scout. I did a lot of <laughs> camping as a kid. Mosquitoes love me. I don't love them. No camping. No camping. Maybe glamping. Maybe. Possibly. If there's a hot shower, I'm in. There was a hot shower could, at the one I went to. I might even go without a blow dryer, but if there's a hot shower, yeah. and I can wash my face and... Like there's a toilet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 If we're like, you know, doing sun showers from boat stuff, <laughs> that's not working. And I've done that. I love it. I've well, done exactly. sailing trips where you've been through it, yeah. so yeah, you're yeah. like, I'm good. Sailing trips, yeah. Oh, I ugh. think we should charter a boat and like go around the Greek islands or the Caribbean. That would be wild. That'll do. Listen, I'm in. I will gladly vlog it. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Borg reached out today. One of uh, my younger brother Shane's best friends that is playing lacrosse with him for his fifth year, and out of nowhere goes. How do we get Shane to vlog again? Shane's too busy. I But come on, the NCAA, they finally have the right to use their own likeness. I know. It would be genius, and this is the first year that it's allowed. It would be, or is this the second year? Has no, this is the first year. The first year. It would just be so smart, and his season's starting soon. So I think he and Borg should do it together. Right? Or I even think there'd if, be a lot of people interested. I'll drive my microphones down there and make them do a little weekly 
episode. You know, what they should talk about is the training that goes into it, you know, D1 versus D3 and the commitment level, how to get there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was Shane's dream in ninth grade. Yeah. So, you know, I think that if you start out with a dream and you have a plan and you know what to expect and you know, you know, the twists and turns, you know, it's interesting and i think if they did this series or something like it i mean you become a mentor to people who are thinking about it and looking for that insight online and then you're helping people directly and indirectly just by putting it out there i mean listen i can try to convince shane all i want he's not going to do something he doesn't want to do but borg seemed interested and i was like you should do it then well just walk in a day in their shoes yeah and to see how how disciplined they are with getting up early and running and, you know, being a training and being a practice and, you know, even in COVID, like not even being allowed to go in the locker room. I mean, Shane yeah. was spoiled when he could drop his dirty clothes and have have them washed some, yeah. and return to you. And they clean up everything after you. They take your towels, they clean everything. I mean, that doesn't go on now with COVID. No. And I think it's also Borg played D1 lacrosse at two different schools. That's interesting in and of itself. So yeah, he has a different perspective. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll talk to him. Yeah, you know, I'm always trying to get people to start a channel, start a podcast. I just think if it can bring somebody joy or you can help them get to their goal, why not? Well, you know, little tidbits of information and insights from people who have done it already is extremely valuable. There's one extremely. of my favorite quotes. It goes, never take advice from someone who is not in the place that you would like to be. Because I find myself often asking friends, like, should I post this or this? Or should I do this or this? And then I'm like, wait, you guys don't care about, you know, social media or like, you know, you're not in the exact spot that I want to be in. And what I have done has kind of worked thus. Why am I questioning myself? So that's one of the things. Well, we'll have to talk to him. He comes back on Wednesday. Yeah, I feel like that could be interesting. I already think he's going to say no, but I don't know. I think he might. We have the extra camera still. So I just think it would be fun. You know, I, I actually was just re-watching that video that when I brought him freshman year, I brought him like Amato's on the dogs to surprise him because he hadn't seen the dogs in weeks. That was sweet. And it's just crazy how much has changed. But I rewatched that video and those memories are still, they'll live in that little video forever. And uh, I, I love it. I actually feel so bad for the kids that have gone off to college during mm -hmm. COVID who just aren't getting the full college experience i mean it's just horrible but paying the full college tuition exactly <laughs> it's just horrible it really but, is but i think you know in the next year they'll catch up i mean i think we have to start realizing that we're gonna have to live with covid it's, it's not going in place no so you know if we if we do learn to adjust and you know unfortunately it's going to be difficult on some people and not others but mm -hmm. Um, we're just going to have to live with it because I think life has to get back to normal. It must. It just has to. Yeah. I'm. But I was anyway. going to say, I don't want to talk about it, but the ads, the amount of money that's going into ads <laughs> for this pandemic is blowing my mind. It's just like that in of itself. That could be used for better things. It's insane. It's insane. <sighs> Let's get off that topic. Yeah, no, but I just, I do. So what, hope, do you want, what do you want to talk about? I do hope life gets back to normal. Okay. So we have a few questions from your fans 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 hello aileen out there aileen <laughs> somebody asked how she started a marketing empire but we did touch on that on the first episode so i don't know if you really want to go into that i can tell you quickly yeah i mean i know that in one of the other episodes i kind of went into depth and versed on how it happened mm -hmm. um but uh, i will say that i do believe i've lived the american dream 
from being here. Um, you know, being a a third a third generation American, actually second second generation. But regardless, um, I love what I do. I worked for big agencies and. When I was 26 years old, actually just before my 27th birthday, I'd worked at a couple of agencies and it was an opportunity to go off and do some freelance work. And I just figured if I was ever gonna do it, why not do it at 26? Because I could always get another job. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was gonna be like a year or two and it just kind of happened and was very successful and was a lot of fun. So I'm an art director by trade and most people don't realize that. So not only can I, you know, work with people and understand what their business needs are, but I can also solve the problem and I can actually design stuff. So that kind of makes me a little bit of a unique, mm -hmm. um, creative person. So, uh, I started at 26. It was the best thing that I ever did. And it's now 33 years later. I was gonna say 26 or 27 earlier. You said 27, 26. It was right before my 27th birthday. Okay. It was like two weeks before my 27th gotcha. birthday. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I, I do, I think that everything that I do or th think that I can do and have gone after is because I've seen it. And like having you as a role model, obviously I saw it done and I was like, why not try it? I mean, I grew up knowing it's a reality. Like why not go after it? Yeah. And I will say that if you love what you do, it's never really a job. And if you're not afraid to work, you're going to succeed at whatever it is you do. Especially and, if there's passion behind it, because that shows in all of your work. You know, and it was never about the money. It was always about the work. Mm -hmm. It was always about the next big assignment. It was always about that high of, oh my gosh, I got to get this done. And, it's and like gotta... solving a problem. You, yeah. re you guys really solve issues you know, in a creative way, I think. All right. So I do have one regret okay. about my entire career and about running Quinn Fable. Mm -hmm. I can't talk about what we do. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, I cannot talk about the success of a job, the problem we were solving, who we were working for. In many instances, I can't even say that we're working for a particular mm -hmm. client. I mean, in our contract, it says that I need permission to even state that they're a client. Um, so that that's a regret because I do wish that I could do press releases. I could do what a lot of the bigger agencies do. Mm -hmm. But the few times I have had the permission to do what the big agencies do, I've had the work taken away. I've had $3 million, $4 million assignments scooped up by the big agency. That's interesting. That found out that we got what they perceived to be their work and they were going to do it for free and I can't commit, yeah. you know, compete with free. No, because... Yeah, that's just so a that's, different... that's one of the biggest regrets I have because some of the stuff that we've done is truly brilliant and we've produced great results for clients, big, big clients, Fortune 100 clients, and I can't tell anybody about it. But, but I think that also goes back to, like you said, people will either scoop up the work or it speaks for itself because people will see it and be like, how did you, who did this for you? And then they're like, oh, it's this agency. And I know that's happened. So yeah, there were two times two times in my career that I could have cried or I actually did. One was when we got approval and I won't name the client to do a press release and two sentences appeared in the New York Times about us getting this three point something million dollar project. And the agency that had the larger portion of work from this particular client said, what? Oh. You're giving $3.5 million worth of work to Quinn Fable? Screw that. We have $400 million worth? We're going to do that for free. Yeah. 
and the work was taken away and I was like damn I worked so hard to see my name in lights yeah it it meant a lot to me to be in the New York Times and then I realized I'm either doing this for you know the the ego thing which would have been fun or I'm doing this to feed my kids and to you know to really have success and I decided that I had to keep my mouth shut and I had to abide by that do you regret that little moment of the ego poking through or you regret the fact that you can't tell everybody no no I mean part of the business was every agency likes to talk about what they're doing I mean Mm -hmm. everybody's always reading about you know who's doing what work and what account they won and what account they lost and and because we're not a big agency we don't have the right to say that and you know basically a lot of the big clients we work with are like you know we don't want anybody we don't want any other agencies knowing that we're working with you so you we're going to give you this work you need to shut your mouth you know put your nose to the grindstone and just do the damn work another so, tyler childers reference no, i'm kidding i'm oh, sorry it's, it's i'm learning my, from you guys it's in my brain that so, was one thing yeah number two was me boasting to someone mm-hmm. about um a deal i had going and it was a big deal and because they knew about this big deal they actually snagged it away from me and i will never i won't name names and i won't tell you the context <laughs> of what it was but i learned that day I actually picked up a cigarette and smoked it. That's no how way. Upset I how was. old? Um, it was. I'm gonna say 25 years ago. Because I was gonna say I don't remember you ever. I mean, no, once you quit smoking, no, you quit smoking. No, I don't smoke. Um, but I was so upset and I was so twisted over me, you know, bragging about you know uh, what was going on, and somebody hopped on my deal just because they knew about it. Evil. Well, this person was evil. So was that the day you were like, I will not boast and I'm not going to let ego take any part? Well, it taught me to keep my enemies close. Yeah. Um, and to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, we could have a whole little weekly segment on just your business uh, yeah. tips. You know, and in some instances I learned the hard way. And um, there's those are two things that I won't forget ever. Mm-hmm. And it was really... Um, it was a shocker to me, especially the person who hopped on my business deal. It was a shocker that they would have the audacity to, to do, do it. that. And then I have some of the best, the best fu stories of all time. I'm not sure I'm telling those either. Dang, maybe one day you guys. And, and I don't put a lot of effort into fu stories, but I will tell you, there's a few people in the industry that have crossed me. And it's funny because this morning you said something to me about karma. Yes. And we were on a dog walk and I was like, you know, karma will come and get you. And I will tell you when this fu story went down and this was, this woman just wronged me big time and it was over business, but the stars aligned and I had an opportunity to screw her Uh like nothing. Like people were like, geez you better watch that one for karma and i was like no this is karma coming back to her wait so you actually went through with it yeah <laughs> i'll tell you when we're done <laughs> oh geez it's funny though because and i don't do that often i don't put my energy into that i mean i usually have so much to get done yeah it's a waste of time to do that yeah normally but this was a good one and and this woman really really angered me so much she was disrespectful she took work i mean she was just out to get you she was evil all right next question is advice for those struggling to find a full-time position in a pandemic 
Well, I, <laughs> it's so funny because I'm actually shocked at how many young people just don't have the fortitude to get a job. You need to be relentless. You need to, you know, if you want to work at a company, you want to find your toe in the door. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that you're not getting the, you know, assistant manager position or the associate creative director or, you know, the assistant art, get your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now it's more difficult than ever because people have COVID to worry about. Yeah. So, you know, you don't get to see people, you're looking at people at you know, you're looking at people on Zoom mm -hmm. and you don't have that one on one connection. But, you know, people will email me once or twice and give up. I mean, I'm busy. Yeah. I might be like, you know what? It Bobby Bobby mind. sent me Bobby sent me a resume. I'm curious what this kid does. You know, I looked at his his book really quick you know and then I get swept into the latest emergency mm -hmm. something's got to be done in two days and it's all encompassing so Bobby's resume just fell in the crapper <laughs> not on purpose but now I'm two days and an emergency Past away it, yeah. and I've completely forgotten about Bobby but if he constantly reminded me in a nice way and I remember I used to say to people you know I apologize in advance. I'm not stalking you, but I just want to know if I can come in and meet you. Mm -hmm. And I would be relentless. And I do think that for busy people and for companies that are really moving at a rapid pace, you have to be relentless. You know, one of the things that sucks is, you know, a lot of people apply online and then they just, you know, send an email and then they just give Hope up. for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up the phone, call the main number, ask for somebody. I sent them a package. I'm just following up. Blah, 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 blah. Send a package. Yeah, I will say that's one thing that you taught me. Like they're in the day and age of this digital and everyone's Zoom and everything. The tangible, like mail is not lost. Like a tangible package or a tangible, you know, letter with little details. Like I know you always use like specific paper clips to stand out. And those things have been what made me stand out for like internships and things or clients and and they notice them so yeah, yeah. you need to make an impression everybody is plain vanilla mm -hmm. plain vanilla digital at this point and it's overwhelming and not only that but plain vanilla digital i like that plain vanilla digital for a split nanosecond yeah and they don't even come back yeah they don't even try 10 times so it's it's the person that really is persistent in a good way and yeah, persistence can be annoying, but I will tell you, there's one guy, and I won't again name names, who is about to get a call from me because his persistent is positive and he's relentless. And because he's relentless, I've never forgotten him. I always see his name and I will respond probably this week because I have two days of slight craziness, yeah. not overwhelming. I do think persistence has a way, not only in business, but just in life in general too. Because if you're willing to put the kind of energy and your efforts into that, it just shows that you care and it shows that you're all in and it's not like flippant, like, eh, this was just like a, you know, that's not really what I want. It's like, eh. It's positive persistence though. Yeah. You know, so I think that- Well, I think of everything as must be positive, but yeah, that's, that's just true. me through those colored glasses. like. It didn't even cross my mind, negative persistence, but you're right. And also don't lie. Like I get a lot of salespeople mm -hmm. that call and they're like, you know, um, can I speak to Kathy? Because, you know, I sent a proposal and she's waiting for my call. And I'm like, what? You're like, no, I you did not. never heard of you. Or, you know, you come up with some kind of vague thing where you're trying to trick me into getting on the phone. That's not. Oh, work. I don't like that. That's slimy. Yeah. That's a lot slimy. of slimy. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, persistence and uh, very few people that are new in business have the audacity to be persistent, have the audacity to call somebody up, you know, have the brains to follow up, mm -hmm. you know. I've had people meet me and they're like, oh my God, you know, aren't you, you know, Kathy from Quinn, and I'm, I am. So, you know, we talk and whatever, and I say, send me your resume. And they send the resume, mm -hmm. and then they never follow up. No phone call, no, hey, remember I met you here or there, or blah, yeah. nothing. They just hope it happens. Yeah, and that's it's not gonna happen. I, I mean, I've seen some of those things play out and it's always infuriating, maybe because I know, because you've taught me these things, but I'm like, come on, it should be it should be second nature. Like you should just know that you need to do these things to stand out. And just because you met the CEO doesn't mean that, oh, if I'm You guaranteed anything. Yeah. If anything, you make yourself look so much worse by not following up properly. And I'm also amazed at when people have an opportunity to speak with somebody, how inarticulate they are. Really? You know, so... You Could know, that just and, be nerves? Or you yeah, mean you know, and I think of... You know, when I was in college and going on interviews, my knees would knock. Uh, I would be so nervous. I've had the sweaty palm thing a few times. Yeah. But, times. you know, I think... Me not being able to speak English right now to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting. People need to develop, like, a generic set of things to talk about, mm -hmm. you know? And if they do develop a generic set of things, they're always going to have that even flow of commentary yes and no okay yes but i also think that's an art in and of itself because just this week when i was in texas and meeting kate's cousins for the first time and everything talking about business with some of them because they like they have multiple businesses i found myself i have a thing where i will have one saying that i default to in a conversation if i'm maybe Such not as. well versed this wasn't this wasn't even a business conversation this was i would my answer to things would be for sure and i said it you have you ever heard me say that in my no. life mm -mm. no and i just randomly picked it up and i would just repeat it and i was like lane what are you doing is it the lack of sleep is it the you've been parting to like i don't know what it was but i would default to things and then i would find myself repeating it over and over so like that's a slippery slope too because then you can become the well, for sure girl. Well, I don't mean I don't mean that. I know you so, mean something much more articulate. So, I mean, let's say you meet somebody in a social setting. So you go to an award show, mm -hmm. and everybody's kind of mingling around and looking around. One easy way to have a conversation with someone is to throw a compliment. Yeah, you know, oh my gosh, I love that bracelet. You know, you're gonna throw the person off. Yeah, but. It's a conversation starter, and you know you don't want to talk about politics, but you or do, COVID, or COVID, but you do want to have like a certain set of things that you're comfortable saying that you can carry a conversation of more than two sentences. Yeah, with. and I think if you perfect that, and it, listen, it took me a long time to kind of get that down, and mm -hmm. some days I'm not even into it. Yeah, but it's a good thing to have. And that's what shocked me the most is I feel pretty well versed in that. I mean, I know my topics are either, you know, travel, food. Those are the two things that are pretty universal, mainly food, too. Like, For sure. There's. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. I was so embarrassed because I and then once you think about it, it's kind of that conundrum when people say like like Valley Girl saying like. And once you think about it, you say it four times over and I would 
try to stop myself and then keep saying it and I was stunned because I just thought that it was leaving me with such a bad impression and I was like I swear I'm not stupid <laughs> like I promise I don't just go around saying for sure like I'm not some little surf girl who like whatever but it is a very good tip to have you know these topics that you're comfortable talking about and something that you can always kind of go back to in a moment of silence or I think the compliment one's a great thing just make sure you mean it and you say it genuinely because there's nothing worse than like someone who their pitch of their voice goes high up like oh my god I love you man you're like stop well I mean you have to be sincere you have to I mean that goes without saying but yes hopefully goes without saying Evan would like to know what your skin routine is ma'am my skin routine I don't have one this is the funniest thing (laughs) I literally read this out loud and I told this to my mom prior to recording because I giggled I was like no my mom literally never does I try to buy her for Christmas or her birthday like these serums or like you know this and that and she's like I use some nice basic soap and a warm washcloth and I take my makeup off I use whatever someone's given me as a gift like right now I have some Clarins soap from last Christmas (laughs) that I'm using that's in a tube some mild soap and I just bought some Neutrogena gentle face wash because when it's cold out your skin gets all dried out (laughs) but Um, you don't use any like serums lotions no I do I do use makeup that has SPF 15 there you go for a while and I I don't get sun on my face anymore when I was a kid I used to always have sunburned cheeks yeah I'm doomed I have roast myself alive but stay out of the sun. I tell you that all the time. Don't get I, you your need face vitamin burnt. D. That's where I go well, with it. I think it's great to be in the sun, but you don't want to get your face I know. burned. I get. I've gotten so burnt before. Speaking of sunburns and kind of, I'll use business lingo. Circling back, somebody asks your favorite places that you have traveled to. So, I'm gonna say, I loved absolutely loved Ephesus in Turkey it was Mm -hmm. one of the most amazing places that I've ever seen and I think historical sites I just find amazing that people were there thousands hundreds and thousands hundreds or thousands (laughs) of years ago um so I I liked Greece very much um Italy I thought was amazing so Europe was amazing uh so I would say some of my favorite places were historical locations yeah that's that's actually I feel like you've always been very into that all of our family vacations had some historical aspect to it yeah I I I love beauty and nature and water and warm places but there's something and I've been to Ephesus three times now Mm -hmm. and it is one of the most amazing places ever so if you've never even heard of it it's in Turkey Um, you can look it up and you can find little condominiums they unearthed and um, public toilets for men that have ass marks on them, which I think is, I just found that to be so amazing that uh, people would sit and socialize while going to the bathroom. Um, come on, Mark Fable is your husband. <laughs> but it's just in a, it's a place that is so amazing from the artistic details of everything that they did. And everything is old at this point, but it's just reminiscent of a time that people must have put a lot of energy into the beauty of their existence yeah i actually just googled it. i remember this 
one of the best preserved ancient cities in the world. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Which also leads me to, I remember, you always would wear like six-inch platform like espadrilles let's not to, get carried away to tour through these places and i remember we on a cruise once and that was that stood out to this one girl so much she's like your mom's a boss bitch like she walks around in six inch espadrilles to go see the ruins we were walking around some ruins in greece and i, I think i was wearing Stuart weitzman espadrilles and they were they were high heels Pretty big. they were but they looked good <laughs> and I can walk well in heels. Uh, for some reason, I'm much more, maybe because my feet are so big, I'm much more comfortable in heels than I am in flats. Just so funny. Well, on that note, we've already done the rapid fire. So you guys already know that about Kathy Fable if you've listened to the first episode, but thank you for coming on again. Is there anything else you would like to leave the listeners with? Tune in after January 5th, 2022. And it's going to be audio only or there'll be. Oh, there'll definitely be video. It'll be audio and video. Uh, You're showing the receipts. You got receipts stacked up. Yeah, baby. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. I actually loved this episode. It was a lot of fun. Cool beans. I'll do it again. Oh, yeah. Please let me know what else you'd like to hear from Kathy Quinn Fable. And yeah, you'll definitely be back on again for sure. No celebrity secrets. I can't do it. I just said for sure. I got to go. For sure. I gotta go. Ciao. That should, that's gonna be my new podcast. It's just gonna be called For Sure. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. Um, if you wanna support the podcast, you can follow all over the place.mp3 on Instagram. You can become a monthly supporter on anchor.fm slash lane fable. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next Monday. I'll see you next Monday. Not Kathy. All right. Bye. Bye.